You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast, in which three editors talk romance novels, sex, pop culture, relationships, writing. And did we mention sex? Yeah! From the ladies behind XOXOAfterDark.com, because the best conversations happen after dark. Hello, listeners. This is the XOXO After Dark cast. I just cracked Abby up for the first time today with my exciting intro. Um, Abby and Lauren are here with me. I'm Hello. Kate. Hello. Um, and today we are having Kate Banana. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we will leave that to our viewers' imaginations. Yeah. Um, but uh, today we are talking all things Chicago because we are featuring on the podcast Kate Meter who writes lovely amazing critically lauded and I believe USA Today best selling yes mm-hmm. um books all set in Chicago romances yep. and her her previous series was Sexy Firefighters which I highly encourage everyone to pick up I this love them new series just launched it's called the Chicago Rebel series and it uh just launched this week or last, yes, week, last week with Irresistible You and it's about a down-on-their-luck hockey franchise out of Chicago that gets taken over by three formerly estranged sisters who all have to run it together. So, highly recommend. I edited them, and I will say they're pretty well edited. It's like hijinks and Sue with right. hot guys. There are some sexy bits. Yep. Long-time um, listeners may remember her from... Uh, one of our St. Patrick's Day podcasts oh, yes. uh, last year when she was talking about her hot firemen. And uh, the good news is uh, apparently one of the themes of Kate's work is um, handsome shirtless gentlemen because Truth. that has carried over to the new series. Truth. Yes. As um, it should. Yes. So uh, we've all been to Chicago. I and have. it is, I think, one of America's finest cities. Um, so... I wanted to talk briefly because I went through there a lot when I went to college in Indiana to go into and out of Chicago all the time. O'Hare. Out of O'Hare or Midway, actually. I flew southwest for many years because I was very cheap. And by I was, I mean my parents were because it was their money. I didn't have any at the time. Um, But they have such a vibrant cultural scene. There are like art walks and the downtown area and the Miracle Mile. And it's got kind of all the best of a big city with all the kind of small neighborhood feel that you want when you want to move someplace and actually feel like you belong. I've only been in the dead of winter for a conference. So oh, it was no. like it was like late January. Mm-hmm. And so I wish I really want to go back and explore all of that because I, I'm like, oh, that sounds so cool. And the bits I saw, like mm-hmm. the field museum and the, you know. Oh, the, the field museum is cool. Amazing. Like the little and that was I was there for. That's three right. days at a pop yeah. culture conference, actually, which was cool. <laughs> that sounds yeah. um, And we stayed in some amazing old hotel. And I've, of course, forgotten mm-hmm. the name, but it was they were in the process of refurbishing it. And I was in the not yet refurbished part because graduate school. So. Right. And it was like, um, if you've ever seen Barton Fink, oh. where you're going down <laughs> oh, those hotels. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, uh, I may be murdered here. Yeah, but this could be it. the view is amazing. You know, lots of people have been murdered in Chicago. That is That's, true. Yes. I don't Famous. even know if I can tell my Chicago story. Because, is it on co- oh, off color? Because she murdered someone. Oh no! Oh. Because I already look like a jerk half the time. <laughs> oh podcast no! That I'm like, I don't know. Fuck it. You can um, polarize it for us. If you exactly. Um, when Rick and I first started dating, I've been to Chicago, Chicago a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we only twice actually, um, when we first started dating, he he and I neither of us owned a house mm-hmm. or had a child, so we had a lot of income uh-huh. so he's like let's go to Chicago for your birthday and actually he surprised me with it I didn't know we were going Aww. Uh, he talked to one of my best friends who basically who has a, a lot of connections in Chicago 
um, you are like the culture, the cool art. I was like, I went there to eat. Yeah, I'm sure you also did. Amazing. I went there to eat, and the we are Rick and I were huge foodies, mm-hmm. still are, but we really did a lot of it. We went to Gibson's, had mm-hmm. one of the best steaks I've ever had. It's <laughs> old, old, old school. My friend gave us a suite in the Ritz, so amazing. that's where we stayed. Nice. He gave me my birthday dinner at Charlie Trotter's. Wow. Where my name was like, Dear Lauren, enjoy oh, your meal. Oh and it was God. like all personalized That's so for nice. us. It was probably one of the most expensive dinners I've ever had. And RIP now, too, right? Didn't I don't know. Yes. I, don't know. I, did notice, I did. I read um, it. They closed it because there'd been so much growth in the restaurant industry mm-hmm. there that it just couldn't sustain itself. Um that sounds like an amazing weekend. Oh, it didn't suck. Oh. Rick was like, so what's, what, what, what do you want for your present? I was like, present? There's more? And that's when Louboutins just came out. And I was like, I want a Louboutin. And he's like, sure, no problem, baby. I was like, I don't think you understand what, what these cost. And he was like, what? How bad could it be? $300? $400? I was like, no. I, I still don't know what they cost, no, actually. There's <laughs> over 1000 <gasps> And I went in. You're going to love This is the one redeeming part of my story. We went in. He was ready to do it because he loved me that much. And literally, at the last minute, I got cold feet because I didn't even. I was like, that's actually disgusting. Yeah, I was like, I can't even do it. I went and bought Jessica Simpson high heels that Uh, looked almost identical for 50 bucks. And let me tell you, I have them to this day. Really? I love them. I've heard that those are very uncomfortable. Oh, no. These Jessica Simpsons were as as high mm-hmm. and as pretty as the Louboutins minus the red <laughs> soul. soul. And I honestly have never looked back. Well, let no one say that you are not down to earth. Exactly. <laughs> then he bought me a lot of clothes. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. That but works. it was great. Um, I loved it. I loved that Chicago. sounds like quite the weekend. Oh my God, it amazing. didn't suck. I would um, love to go do some foodieing. Oh there my God, too. the food was fabulous. And wait, wait. Uh, if we're going to talk Chicago there. food. Deep dish pizza, pro disgusting. It's disgusting. I love it. Oh no, Abby! <laughs> it's full of cheese. It's so crazy. Yes. But I would be Eat willing. Calzone. But I would be willing to come down on the side of it's not actually pizza. It's, it's like not. A, it's like a pie. It's like a casserole. Yeah, it's crust. weird. I don't care for it. Yeah, I, it's very thick. Okay, Chicago, yeah. Chicago dogs. I don't know what makes a Chicago, Chicago dog I didn't versus. Have one. Oh, what? I love a Chicago dog. So what's the difference between a Chicago dog and Chicago a Chicago dog? Chicago dog's got like a shit ton of toppings on it. It's got celery salt. It's got those little Ugh. banana peppers. It's got Ugh. tomatoes. It's got nope. onions. What nope, else nope, is on nope, there? Nope, mustard. Nope. I'll do mustard oh, and onions. The relish. I'll do relish. Oh, right. the, um, mustard and onions. Ex nay on the no jalapenos. banana peppers, peppers. It's not jalapenos. They're like no, they're, they're more like a pepperoncini, right? But they're yeah. What are they called? Sport peppers. Sport peppers. They're long and skinny. They're good. Oh, spicy, spicy in a good way. Yeah. Not Lauren and I are skeptical. Yeah, I'm, I think, I'm a sauerkraut girl. I'm like, I love a sauerkraut. Yeah, I like sauerkraut. I mean, I like hot dogs. But oh, who doesn't like a dog? When, to this day, when I connected O'Hare, there's like one stand that sells Chicago dogs. It's way at the end of like C mm-hmm. Terminal, like way you, like, in the you back. Make the walk, and I make the walk. <laughs> oh. I haven't connected there in a while, but You're I like I have to, to leave room to go get the dog. Exactly. exactly. There yeah. are a couple places in this world that I'll be like, I have to go there and eat one right now. Right. Like not right. even a dog, just like that thing. That you but know I would is never there. get it here. I wouldn't like if somebody had a Chicago, a Chicago dog on the menu. I wouldn't, wouldn't order. It wouldn't occur to me to order it. No, but when I'm in O'Hare Airport, that's wrong. You got to go to eat it in O'Hare. Well, should we uh, call Kate Meter? I think so. Yeah, Get let's hear about Chicago, Chicago hockey. Chicago <laughs> hockey. <laughs> All right. Welcome to.
to play it a new podcast network featuring radio and tv personalities talking business sports tech entertainment and more play it at play.it you're listening to xoxo after darkcast welcome to the podcast kate meter we are so excited to have you Hey, hey, everybody. <laughs> so uh, Kate Meter is a very well-known uh, romance writer, and she is beloved by many in the romance community as well as in the reader community. And actually got a shout-out from, I believe it was Sarah McLean, McLean. last week. Because she's critically acclaimed, by yeah. the way. Oh, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, Under my purveyorship. Oh, she was. Was. Did I you forget will, it was all about Lauren? <laughs> we're going fi- to fight over you, Kate. We can't girls. help it. Right. Girls, girls, can't we all get along? Uh-huh. So uh, Kate is here to join us and celebrate the launch of her Chicago Rebels series, the first book of which went on sale last week, and it is called Irresistible You. Um, Kate, please tell us a little bit about the book. Okay, well, um, so Irresistible You is, um, it's kind of funny, it's like all the emails I send out about this, I can't spell the word irresistible, <laughs> and everybody else has a problem spending the word irresistible. There's always an A in there somewhere, which oh, there I shouldn't be, do. but anyway, yeah. just so you know. But um, so, uh, so it's the first book in the Chicago Rebels uh, hockey series, mm-hmm. so um, I always wanted to write, you know, a sports romance series, and I was trying to think of like how to set it apart from all the other sports romance series out there. Mm-hmm. So, um, like most sports romance series, of course, are centered on the team. So it's by part of that, the heroes are to the fore, and as it should be, I suppose. But then I thought <laughs> it would be kind of fun if it was like a, um, a hockey team that was owned by women. So I thought mm-hmm. it would be, Ooh, be kind of fun, mm-hmm. sp- fun spin on it, like a female, more a little bit more heroin-centric. Mm-hmm. So And then a family-owned hockey team, so there's, you know, all these dynamics with, like, these estranged half-sisters who are forced by a will, which is kind of a little retro romance. I love an estranged half on it in there. <laughs> yeah, to, like, make make or break on this team's success or the team, or the team will be sold off. And that's not really a spoiler. You find that out fairly quickly mm-hmm. in the first book. Yeah. So the first book is about Harper. Um, Harper is the eldest sister, and she was kind of, or at least taught she was groomed for success and expected to rule outright and to take over the team and then finds out when her father dies that he's given her the kind of middle finger from the grave and said I don't trust you to take over the team I'm going to make all three of you do it so um, so his yeah, so he's not the nicest person, and his shadow kind of looms a little bit over the story. But So her first big decision is to acquire a kind of a veteran hockey player who's kind of like on the last flush of his career, but she feels she needs a leader and someone mm-hmm. to come in. So there's already some kind of dynamics there where he doesn't really want to be traded because he kind of expected to do well on another team. He right. doesn't want, and the team, of course, that he's being traded to is... They're a, bit, a big set, you know, lump of losers, you know, and he's expected <laughs> to kind of turn, turn it around. So, right. so there's kind of a little bit of the forbidden with the team owner and the, and the, the hockey player. Oh. There's the enemies to lovers. They don't get along to start right. with. There's Sounds the like dynamics with the sisters. Bull, and all bull Durham on ice. <laughs> a little bit. Right. Um, so right. you touched a little bit about this, but uh, Harper is a very strong heroine. And I would love to hear your thoughts on... Um, focusing on strong women in your writing. And is that something that you try to do purposefully, or does that come naturally to you, these strong heroines? Well, um, I, I, I hope that it comes naturally. I mean, in some cases, um, you feel that you have to try a little bit to because that they don't just, like, faint with, you know, delight every time they see the hero, and that they've got a little bit more of a backbone to them um, in that sense. So I've 
tried to kind of, I guess, make an effort to write um, strong heroes. Harper in particular, um, you call her strong and some people call her kind of a little cold and prickly to start with. She's a, she honest. can be a you little know, bit so, prickly. Yeah. So, you know, like she's a little guarded and I think she has her reasons. She's been kind of like, you know, um, very she's very underestimated. So a right. lot of people are already kind of, you know, setting her up to fail. She's kind of trying to be this strong woman and she's very petite. So she has mm-hmm. heels and everything, trying to like, you know, add stature or whatever. But uh, and so as a result, she's <laughs> kind of she goes in with this kind of, you know, attitude that, you know, well, everybody's going to like hate what I'm doing. So I'm just going to do it anyway. So she's a little bit, um, she's got a little bit of a bluster going on sometimes, especially with her sisters. She doesn't yeah. really trust them, you know, that kind of thing. So, so there's, it's kind of a, a little tough, but she definitely like warms. I think you warm up to her fairly quickly when you realize like what she's up against. And also I think Remy, the hero, I think um, brings out the best in her, which well, is Remy uh, can bring like out the see. best in a lot of people, uh, <laughs> right. which he does for his hockey team and also for his lady love and also for the readers, I think. Yes. Um, and uh, Remy was featured uh, in a recent EXO uh, post of um, hot naked covers that we just <laughs> oh, really enjoyed. Right. So mm-hmm. he's looking good. Um, yes, um, yeah. Check that out. People. One thing about Remy, since since you mentioned him, um, usually the the saying is the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. But I think you've set up kind of the opposite. Oh, my God. I love it. Um, Remy yeah. and Harper. Can you tell so, us a little bit about Remy's chops? <laughs> right. Well, Remy is. Um, so first off, he's Cajun. So he's got. Better um, be. I thought it would be kind of fun to have like a Cajun hockey hero because it's like oh are there a lot of Cajun guys playing hockey I don't know I don't know of any like, <laughs> there's no got, ice down got there the, there isn't <laughs> well, yeah, there isn't right well you've got the French speakers in yeah. Canada but he's like a French speaker from you know the south you know down, he's got so he's got he's from um, Louisiana like originally like you know from you know out in the kind of boonies, the boonies but has a little from New share Orleans. will go a long way <laughs> yeah right but he's also like an amazing cook you know so that's, that's and he's been brought up, brought up with like you know food is love and you know you know his family is very close to and everybody cooks and he's got sisters and he's very kind of attuned to the currents of the ladies so mm-hmm. he kind of knows I think like how to kind of um make his way into like Harper's affections and one of the ways he does is, is he woos with sandwiches so <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't have thought that was the most romantic dish though but you wouldn't think that but like well part of it is that it goes with like she stays late at the office a lot and he would kind of he would like stop by like you know and he would bring her like you know her evening meal like you Aww. know he'd bring a sandwich or he'd also have it like a local bar like you know deliver for her like his mm. sandwiches to Isn't her kind sweet? of thing so that it wasn't always the suspects that they were in a kind of relationship so like so he's always thinking of her and making sure that she's you know that she's fed right mm. and you know and she thinks she needs to put on maybe a couple pounds because he's like <laughs> a little worried about her and stuff like that she's so you know thing. he's just yeah so he's just like he just wants to make sure that his lady is is, oh. is treated right in my next life i want to be the kind of heroine who forgets to eat and is always having to try and gain a couple of pounds right. oh, i that, totally that want is, to be that that girl is not too. my life <laughs> mine neither um so we talked a little bit about this but they start off at kind of odds um and without giving away too much about the story what is one of your favorite more uh bantery combative moments between remy and harper well, I kind of like the moment where they strike the bargain. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's um, the bargain for the rest of the this, this series. And th- I don't think it really gives too much away, but essentially, like, he's 
he's come in and he doesn't want to be traded in, but he has mm-hmm. no choice. I mean, the players generally don't have their contracts are owned by their teams, so their teams have the you know the rights to sell them on to wherever they want. And he's also known as as Jinx, like Jinx mm-hmm. is his kind of middle name, as mm-hmm. his nickname that's given to him because he's been on several teams. And when as soon as you trade it out, that team goes on to win, like the Aww. next year, like Isn't the final. So <laughs> yeah, so he's got this like so as a result, like he's known as like this hard worker, but he's been like you know 17 years in the business and has come like has a few final runs, but no cigar. So mm-hmm. he's pretty like desperate to kind of go out on a high. So. He's traded in, so they have this kind of moment, like in the locker room, where he has not done his played his best, like on the ice, mm-hmm. and he's kind of like made it clear to her that this is kind of pretty much. I mean, it's it's kind of low of him to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest, but you know, this is kind of how I'm going to kind of treat this job. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not going to give it all my all unless you kind of agree to um, a few of my rules, kind of thing. Yeah. So they kind of strike a bargain as to how things are going to move forward, and they just have this kind of like moment where they kind of realize that oh, this is going to be super interesting next couple of months, and how are we going to kind of deal with this? And it's it's fun kind of banter moment there, mm. so I kind of love it. <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, so you mentioned that they are in the locker room during <laughs> that negotiation yeah. between them. Um, what is your thought on locker room politics? Oh, I thought uh, we were going to go with, with the, what were they wearing? No, like what, with the ladies <laughs> and, um, and peeking Letting, behind mm. the curtain, as it were. Oh, I love it. Oh, locker room, you mean like ladies being in the locker in the room? In the locker room. It's their job. They've got to oversee the team. She's but, the um, Right. Yeah. This is true, you know, and, you know, so, um, yeah, so like, you know, so she kind of makes it a, a policy to like, you know, pop in pregame to kind of like give the guys a like, hey, good luck and pep talk. And, you know, guys are like half naked and running around. Like, and we see it on TV, too, like the... Mm-hmm female reporters are in the locker rooms and they're interviewing the guys and the guys are, I, I'm assuming like some of them are half naked or walking around and like, <laughs> I guess you just have to kind of like get used to it or whatever. I mean, I don't think, I think you'd have to be, if you're a woman in that business, you'd have to be pretty inured to it, you know, um, and just kind of get over it. Hey, you, know? you have to um, do what you have to do for the sake of the job. You have to do what you have to do, right. So like she's, I think she's trying to be like, of course, trying to be one of the guys, but of mm-hmm. course she can never really be truly one of the guys, but there. And so there's also kind of like a little dynamic there because she's had like a, a bad experience in a locker room, you know, that didn't go well for her in the past. And as a result, she's kind of, she's a little calm, almost like nervous around the guys to yeah. a certain extent. And that kind of comes out a little bit during mm-hmm. the story. So, mm-hmm. um, so it's kind of like an interesting dynamic because like the, the, the middle sister, Isabel, she's like completely at home in locker rooms because she's an athlete herself, right. you know, so it's kind of like a different dynamic with her. And then the third sister, Violet, is just like, hey, I'm here, boys, don't cover up. I want to see everything, you know. <laughs> she's so, our raucous sister. You know, As do I. I'm here, I'm here for perfection kind of thing, you know, right. so she's got a completely different, she's just like taking the, all the perks she can get. Like, it's like, what? Like these half-naked guys she's walking no around with all the, the bus out? I want it. So, so yeah. Um, everybody, uh, as you mentioned, all the sisters bring their own flavor to the stories and so do the heroes. The all, And it's kind of an ensemble cast. You've got this team which is a lot of men uh who is your favorite player on the team mm, okay um i i'm guessing right now i say that um um bren st james who's the captain is mm-hmm. probably my favorite player because he's so he's the um he's the hero of the third book and his heroine will be violet right. violet who's kind of like a, a feisty latina kind of um girl so who's like um 
you know, her mom's Puerto Rican, her dad's uh, Clifford Chase, uh, and she's a result of like a one-night stand kind of thing. But mm-hmm. Bran, the hero, he's a, um, a grumpy Scotsman, so he's like half Scottish, half Canadian, mm-hmm. kind of grew up in Scotland but spent his summers in Canada. He's a recovering alcoholic. He's recently divorced, just out of rehab. So he's got a lot of kind of like negative, <laughs> as well as that, but he's, He's bearded and grumpy and, you know, and like got the sexy burr going on, too. So there's the positives on the one side. So, <laughs> I'm, like right, so I'm writing upper. him right now and just kind of like trying to tease out like his personality. So he's kind of like quiet. He's also a father of two daughters. So that kind of brings out like a side to him that you we won't be seeing until that book. So he's probably my favorite, and which is kind of funny because generally I tend to go for the more verbal or heroes. You know, mm-hmm. I like the guys who banter, who talk. A lot, and, and the heroes I have always written, especially in the Hot Chicago series, are all super, you know, um, very um, dexterous with the words, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, except for the the final hero in that series, who is Wyatt, who is very quiet, and he ended up being like probably my favorite hero. And I could, I was kind of surprised, right? Because I was like, what am I going to do? These guys can't even have hold a conversation. It's like, you know, the, the heroine has to do all the work, you know, in the scenes, like, you know, keeping it going. And it's just a different kind of strength and it's a different kind of um, stuff that they bring to that to the story. Okay. So right now, Bran. Um, Sorry, my answers well, are so gonna... long. I'm just like... <laughs> no, that's okay. But the good news <laughs> is readers love Strong and Silent. So <laughs> right. you really didn't make any mistakes there, Kate. No right. mistakes. I don't, yeah. Were you, you already right. a hockey fan, Kate, before this? Or did you um, get into I'm it in the course admit, of writing? No, I'm not. Um, I, and... I still, I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm still not, I'm still not. No, that's not true. I actually like it more now, but I'm actually a huge tennis fan, so I'm not really big into the team sports, but I love tennis. And I like, you know, soccer, you know, mm-hmm. like I grew up in Ireland, so we kind of have no right. choice, like soccer. Everybody has to law. Yeah. I was really hoping right. that you were going to say you're a convert after all your research. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I will, I'll watch it, but with a new appreciation, but <laughs> it's not my, still not my favorite sport. <laughs> all right, well, yeah. I want to know, in all your research, who is the hottest real-life hockey player? right now oh wow um is there such mm. a thing oh, and oh, our, producer, our producer brian has wait, a brian has, has a suggestion, who is it? suggestion. hendrick lundquist oh he's right. yeah. heinrich I, every time i see pictures of him in like he's hot. you know in a suit and stuff like that because the guys always look him in a suit suits, especially like, um, you know travel day whatever but mm-hmm. yeah um I actually think, yeah, like, um, I'm trying to think, like, the guys on the, the Chicago team, there's not even, like, uh, on the Blackhawks team, like, mm-hmm. none of those guys really do it for me or anything. Yeah. I can't really have to write your own. There's you a lot of broken noses. It's hard to stay pretty in hockey. <laughs> it is hard. It is. Right, Unless yeah. you're on the cutting edge. True. That's right. Toe pick. So, uh, before this devolves completely, okay. I want to, uh, <laughs> we had to. <laughs> I'm going to ask you some of our true confessions questions. I think we've mixed okay. these up since uh, yeah, the last question. Yeah, they're new questions for you, Kate. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, Are you no. ready? Uh-huh. I thought I reversed, but <laughs> Nothing no. embarrassing. Okay. 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 How do you prepare yourself to be creative? Ooh, okay. Um, well, I light a lot of candles. No, that's not true. Um, <laughs> um, you know, the seance I, begins. No, yeah, sorry. right. So, yeah, and I, I, I summon the yeah the spirits. The writers but, um, of distance past. Right, exactly. Th- three times in a row, and just mutters Jill Chalvis's name or something. Uh, <laughs> well but, done, uh, Kate. Well, I'm trying to think. Yeah. So, w- what do I do? Well, essentially, I. I try to um i tend to only like write at night so i write between like seven and ten and 
to me it's like I I actually read a little bit before I start writing and not necessarily mm-hmm. I mean I don't, don't read back my work or anything but like I'll read maybe like half an hour of like some uh, half an hour of, an, of another book and it's not just to hmm. kind of give me inspiration or anything but I feel like I kind of Get getting in into the mindset of like of, yeah so it's like because so, a lot of people say that they don't read other people's work especially or they yeah. don't read in a genre while they're writing because they don't want to be over influenced or something I, but I find that it's just kind of like oh my god those words like how those are put together that's just kind of inspires me to kind of like wow I'm going to I'm going to rock it tonight. I'm going to awesome. do that. That's really lovely. The most original answer, and I love it. Like, I think, oh, okay. right. by the way, whoever can't read their genre, well, then don't steal the right. work. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I right. don't understand that. But I love that process. That's really interesting. Okay, next question. How do you take your coffee? I am not a huge coffee drinker. Oh, I'm a tea person. Tea. Should I uh, guess? So, what, what's yeah. your tea? So I drink Earl Grey with uh, with milk, no sugar. Aww. You know what's so funny? I feel like ever since we added that question, eighty five percent of the people who answer it are actually tea drinkers. Mm-hmm. I feel like we oh, get really? a lot who just are oh. like, "Oh, I don't actually drink coffee." It's the bookish okay. sort. Mm. It is a bookish sort. Yeah, it's such mm-hmm. a strange thing too because I never even heard, except for one person that I know who drinks tea. Right. I'm at my coffee high of all time in my entire life. So I'm like, oh, that's so interesting. <laughs> well, apparently they're all indoors writing their novels. And exactly. Their yeah, day. right. Exactly. <laughs> so what do you do most often to procrastinate? Oh, uh, hmm, I uh, read other people's works. No. Um, <laughs> um, I, yeah, unfortunately, I, I spend a lot of time like checking social media. I mean, yeah. it's awful. And, I, and, and so I actually recently I went ahead and like you think like after writing for four or five years that you'd have like a system down where mm-hmm. you don't you know where you can willingly put that stuff aside but like that's how i procrastinate just jump onto facebook it's like whoa is anybody talking about me it's like <laughs> yo, i want to see you know so but usually what i've started doing now is using that freedom app i don't know if you guys mm-hmm. heard about that yeah so i've just started like doing 45 minutes first i can usually get like a thousand words in 45 minutes nice. so i do that and then i do like you know 10 minutes of checking so i kind of use it as like a reward system mm-hmm. it's like yeah. i'll do 45 minutes Nicely cut it all done. out and then i'll just check <laughs> i like that um right. what have you learned from failure Oh, um, what have I learned? Well, that 24 hours will pass and you'll just kind of forget it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I, I like think that. about, yeah, I kind of try to think that, oh, I mean, we like to think that, yes, of course, every failure teaches you something. And some right. failures don't actually teach you anything, right. you know? Nothing but like, yeah, I mean, like we want to think, yeah, everything is character building in some sense. And something like it can be super crushing to you know, you didn't get that or, you know, you didn't make a list or you mm-hmm. didn't, you know, get that proposal or, or something along those lines. So um, I just think that, you know, there's always like, like you're, everybody is like this font of, you know, creativity and can do <laughs> great things. So yeah. if you just move on like a few more hours, like the sun sets in the next day. And I think you can kind of look at things a little bit differently. So I, I don't know if that's that. learning it's anything, like... but I, I believe that 24 hours really puts a spin on what you might consider a bit to well, have been a failure. Lesson. Well, not only that, it's like, let it go. Right. You're not supposed to learn everything all the time. <laughs> right. right. And lastly, What's your favorite romantic book? My favorite romantic book? Hmm. Mm-hmm. I know you said romantic book, not romance, just in case I choose something yeah, that's a little bit can, more maybe women's fiction-y or something. No, okay, you um, choose whatever you like. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say it's um, Ain't She Sweet by uh, Susan Elizabeth Phillips. And oh. the reason I always choose this book is because she does this amazing job. Like, she's 
of turning that heroine around. So this is heroine who's kind of hated by the town. She often writes heroines like that. But that heroine in particular was like a horrible sister, a high school bully, you know, all sorts of things. Like mm-hmm. she kind of ruined the hero's career, you know, <laughs> by accusing him. So, I mean, she's like horrible, she's horrible person. Wow. Hold so, on. How old yeah. is that one? Is it like old school Susan or new school Susan? It's pretty old. I, you know, I'm not exactly sure is what it a Chicago year Rebel? Out, I, I mean, not say, a Chicago Rebel. Is it one of her stars? It's book. Yeah, it's not part of the football okay. series. It's standalone, but um, it's just so well done, like how she just turns this this heroine around because and I'm just kind of like in awe like of how she did it you know it's just and it's and that's also great because I think that Susan Littles would actually she put her mind to it would write great women's fiction you know if she decided that she didn't want to go straight up romance because Mm -hmm. she does sister and friends relationships really well as well and that book I think is just this perfect example of how she did that I I just I'm just in awe of that book I love Susan Elizabeth (laughs) Phillips and I read all of her early stuff I mean she was doing football players before Mm -hmm. anybody did Mm -hmm. football players Mm -hmm. ever like no one even dreamed of it so and she's one of the greats however mm-hmm. i don't know that i've read this one i'm like i gotta go get oh, it right now it's yeah. Yeah. Gotta go get it right now and it's rare you get one British. by me yeah the hero's british and the heroine is called sugar bath so maybe that rings well <laughs> uh, i feel like no because anyway. i know my no. people i'll never remember a title ever but i can remember my people yeah um well yeah. thank you so much again kate okay um great talking to you guys yeah Are thank you, you. Kidding? really thank quick you. before you go we just want to give another quick shout out to irresistible you which is out now and then forthcoming we've got so over you undone by you and hooked on you Oh, I love so it. So check out the great. Chicago Rebels. You'll Seriously. love them. There, there is a flavor for every for every reader in that cram box. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. Yeah, love it. Um, thanks so much, Kate. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Thank Kate. you. Take care. Bye bye. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play it. You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast. All right. Uh, thank you so much to Kate Meter for joining us. I think she gave us some compelling arguments for why we should check out the Chicago Rebels uh, series. I'm sold. Yes. yes. Um, and having read them all, I am a big fan. Well, except the last one. I'm super excited to read that one. But having read both the first two novels and the e-novella, I think everybody's in She had me at Remy. Oh, for sure. Remy She had me at Remy. A plus. Exactly. Um, and now Diana is going to join us, and we're going to do a quick game. <laughs> Great. Okay. So this is Chicago trivia. Okay. Um, since we are all talking about how we like to visit Chicago, how many people do you think annually visit the city of Chicago? Are you going to give us options, or are we just supposed to shout out? Nah, just shout out. Just closest. Is this visit? Is it Price is Right? Yeah, Price is Right. right. A year going over. Yeah. Best without going over. Best without going over. Okay. Mm. I have no idea. I'm going four million. I'm going thirty-two million. I'm going to say two million. Uh, Abby wins. It's Whoa. I win. It's fifty-two million. Wow! Fifty-two million. Visit every year. Annually. That's wow. crazy. That's no wonder O'Hare is always backed up. No kidding. It's the weather. Anyways. Okay. Um. Everyone knows Chicago as the Windy City, mm-hmm. but can you give me one other nickname for the city? America's second city. Yes. It's because you've been through the airport. <laughs> That's true. It, does it have a big name like Big Apple? Is it like the Big Meaty or something? Kind of. Big Dog. Big Pizza. Big Shoulders. Big shoulders. No, That's I wanted food. like the big pizza or the big Because it's steak. like meatpacking central, right? It is very meatpacking. Is it also the white city? Was that where Devil in the White City? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Nice. It's not all the white city, but, oh. it's but it, it was because the of the white, white socks. No. Be- well, they are white socks in Chicago. 
Yeah, but that's not <laughs> the White City was the World's Fair where the buildings they built for the World's oh, Fair yeah. were white. We're just playing Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon over here. Exactly. (laughs) We'll make it work. Speaking of World's Fair, Mm. um, what... uh, Oh, what beer was... um, Goose Island. No. Wait. Okay. What beer was awarded its first... Award Award at the World's Fair. Budweiser. Oh, no. uh, Coors. Not Budweiser? Award is the key. (laughs) At the World's Fair? Blue Ribbon. Oh, nice. That was huge. I needed that hint. (laughs) (laughs) That I remember actually from Devil Noise City. I didn't read it. I didn't either. I did. It was interesting. It was fine. Isn't there a serial killer in Chicago? Yeah. Yeah. I get it confused with a book that I I actually bought and then they went crazy and it fell apart kind of. Um, That was also set during the World's Fair in Chicago. And so often I think I have read Devil in the White City and it's that other book. What's that other book? Oh, never mind. I can't remember, and I just said mean things, so we're not going to give it a title. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Okay, last one. Um, the Willis Tower, formerly the Sears Tower, um, is the tallest building in the Western Hemisphere at how many stories high? Same how many high. stories? Yeah. 102. Mm. 114. 135. Lauren, it's 110. <sighs> That's Lauren wins. That's our game. Well, I know my Chicago. Now I really want to go back to Chicago. It's been a few oh, years. So good. We leave, should all go. Leave us a comment I'm and in. tell us your favorite spots in Chicago. Oh my god, I just got an email that said um, flash sale on Southwest, forty two dollars anywhere for two days, <gasps> one way. Sadly, the sale will be over by the time this podcast goes up. <laughs> I know, but but good for us. Not Keep an for eye my out friends. on your flights. <laughs> Not Keep for my friends. friends. Keep an eye out on your flights. Um, but le- definitely leave us a comment. And let us know your favorite spots in Chicago. Um, and check out Kate Meter's work while you're at it. And until next time, remember, the best conversations happen, happen after, after dark. dark in Chicago.